Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. And your rumbly tummy. Yep. <laughs> it can't be hungry already. <laughs> I bet it can, though. <laughs> your gut is finally uh, recovering and like processing food properly, and now you're like always hungry. Yes. So anyway, I asked you, did we want to talk about the heavy gender topic or did we want to talk about the annoying elderly's topic? And you said, well, I'm having a bad depression day, so I don't want to discuss the heavy gender topic because it'll be hard for me to think of everything and thinking is hard with depression. Yes. What's a heavy gender topic versus a light gender topic? Is that like the light concrete and the yes. other concrete? <laughs> Uh, you know, if if you want the light gender topics, I don't know. Light gender. That's that's like demi boys and demi girls. They have like gender light. When you say light, then I think <laughs> I don't know. Christmas lights. No. <laughs> yes, there we go. I'm a princess man. I'm all glittery. That's my gender. I am gender light. <laughs> I sparkle. I shine. And there's a bunch of movement that goes with this demonstration. <laughs> That no one can see, <laughs> except me and Bob the dog, but he's not looking. Oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah, depression. Yeah, depression, it, it, it makes it hard to think, and it makes it hard to everything, actually. Um, that, that I believe is the definition of depression. Yeah, well, there's probably a definition I can't think of right now. Cause <laughs> because you're depressed <laughs> and not thinking <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <sighs> Says the mental health professional. <laughs> yes. It's winter, so we have very short days. Mm-hmm. And there's other stuff. So there you have it. There's other stuff. So <laughs> I got for you. Well, we were talking a bit ago about like, and you started to talk and I said, wait, about how, you know, transition has helped you feel better overall, but it's still a thing that's there. It's a thing that's there, and it it would be hard to tell if it would be there without the gender dysphoria transition stuff that eventually came to the surface. Well, it, it kind of bobbed to the surface several times over a, a long period of time, known as my life, but... <laughs> <laughs> you are having a hard time thinking clearly. Oh, yeah, I warned you. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I but, love you. I'm so grateful for you. Oh, thank you, dear. So I definitely feel better overall. After and, having transitioned. Yes. And even with depression, I don't feel that depression gets as bad as it used to, but it's still there. And sometimes it's better and sometimes it's worse. And this evening it's worse. And you said it's been like that for a few days. You, you have expressed more frequently your challenges related to depression. Like the other night we were laying in bed and I asked how you were doing and you said, I feel like horrible, like a horrible person because there's all these horrible things happening. And I was like, well, I don't see how all the other horrible, stressful things make you a bad person, but I guess that's the depression. And you were like, yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying that part to me. I don't remember the rest of what, what it was about, but I remember you saying that to me. Yeah. And there have been a few other times lately where you've expressed that, like, I'm just having a hard time not feeling like shit in general, although not always in that many words. Right. It, it feels sort of like you're moving underwater and 
things are muffled and you should probably go up and get air. So you can't move very fast under the water. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to. You just want to like float or sit on the floor of the pool or something <laughs> like that takes less effort. It makes me think of Heaven Sent, Hell Bent. Which one was it? The one where he's in the castle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he's just <clears> like, can I just not this time? And and Clara says, no. No, you can't. You can't not. <laughs> but I, I, it's that same sense of, I just don't want to. I'm just, no. And And there is that pressure of, you can't not. It's true. Because there's too many things to do, like parenting and working and getting dressed for those things. <laughs> Stuff Which like is that. hard. Yeah. 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 It I don't feel motivated when I feel depressed and, and then I just spend all my energy struggling with the depression of whatever thing it is I need to be doing next. Yeah. That I don't have the energy or the interest or the anything for. Right. Except I must put the child to bed or I will really be sorry. Yeah, your your energy expenditures are limited to urgent and necessary. Right. And a lot of struggling with, I, I really need to do this thing. I shouldn't think about that I don't want to because I just need to get up and do the thing. Which is, for a lot of people, an effective coping strategy. The self-talk of, I'm not going to think about how I feel about the task. I'm just going to think about accomplishing the task. Yeah, that's often worked for me over many years of doing tasks. <laughs> yes. It's a little harder if the task you have to do then requires more thinking. Like at work, paperwork today. I know there's paperwork that needs to happen, but there's a process of sorting out what paperwork's happened, what hasn't, what to do with it. The thing is, when you don't have the energy to do the things that need to be done, then you also know that the, the things are piling up. And which that, causes more stress, it, which can spiral. Yes. It may, does that make it better? No. At all. That is correct. Avoiding never makes anything better, especially if you have a responsibility thing mm-hmm. in your life and uh, you can't, you're not good at ignoring things. Like our children who seem to be very good at ignoring things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of realized the other day too that... Um, I was very grumpy about things that weren't getting done. I was done. trying not to say anything. <laughs> Cause, I was you trying know, to cope with it. Well, and that's, at that point, it's sort of like PMS. You, you, saying something is not going to make anyone any happier. No. You don't point out when I'm grumpy. I don't point out when you're grumpy. Whatever the reason is, we just let each other deal with it. Yeah, usually. And then later say, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that you've said it. Yeah, it seems safer that way. You know? But yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, I don't like it. But... Which I shouldn't, of course, like well, it. no, that, that... That would be another problem altogether. <laughs> it would. But compared now, the episodes of depression and the struggles you have with before... It mostly is that the depression doesn't go as deep. And there was nothing conscious in the depression before that said, and the deep part is lack of transition. Yeah. You know, dysphoria, whatever, whatever. It wasn't conscious. It, it was wasn't just... conscious. But I can feel like with the depression I have right now, 
there's also a lot of relief in my transition. So I don't have to be unhappy about all of that too, which, like I said, maybe maybe wasn't always conscious, but sometimes some of it was. Yeah. Conscious enough. Like the getting dressed thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes it more... I don't want to get dressed in these clothes. And I don't want to put them on this body. Yes, this is all And it makes it even wrong. harder to do the thing that was already hard to begin with. Yes. And then I have to go out in the world and deal with the people who don't act right because they don't see me as a person I am and so forth. So it's way easier in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you sink under the water, but you can still see the light. Mm-hmm. Now I can still see the light. Before... I might just keep sinking. The light was going farther away. It was not getting better. And now I don't get that far gone. Like I can feel pretty, you know, depressed and not wanting to do things, but also feel glad in the same day about the things that have to do with my transition. Right, right. And then there is some other dysphoria things that, that remain. I mean, you can't fix everything. With transition, even if it is about transition. Growing up in a culture uh, with women, you know, being being Mm -hmm. being acculturated that way, um, you can't fix all the experiences that you would have had differently, and so forth. Yeah. So that's true. Yep. Something that uh, being able to see the light. Uh huh. The, the shelf of the ocean bottom that I've landed on. <laughs> yes. You're not Being going able down to, into the Mariana Trench. You're no. just sitting on the coastal shelf. You're okay. Yes. Is way different because I know that, I, I like I said, I do have these little joys in my day. Mm-hmm. I have some worries too, like, oh, here's a joy. Uh-oh, should I worry about it? <laughs> it's depression. True. Yes, it's true. It happens. Um, like, I can pee standing up in the bathroom in the big boy potty and that's good and yay should i worry about that you know <laughs> yes it just goes together of course so there's, it does. A, there's my example but before as i said you i would keep thinking so i'm trying to think if i was graduated from my undergrad and probably getting ready to start graduate school okay and living in california mm-hmm it was hard to find housing where we were. You were near San Francisco, right? Yes. So I was technically homeless, but staying at people's houses, you know, if they go out of town and or if they were a friend that could put, put me in their house with them. Yes. Yes, those things. Uh-huh. Because I didn't have a home and the effort was difficult and the... Availability of housing was tremendously scarce, like less than 1% availability in the area that I needed to be in in order to get to school. Right. So I know my mother and her husband came to visit while I was staying at one of the houses where I was watching my friend's cats while they were somewhere. Yep. And... Because that's how you do when you're homeless-ish. I remember being homeless-ish between 14 and 16, and it was the same thing. I'll go and stay with a friend whose parents are out of town, or I'll go and stay with whoever I can and wherever I can. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do. Yeah. So I was staying there. Oh, there were birds, too. (laughs) Of course there were. I can can picture myself in the room, Uh and I would wake up super early 
very anxious. Oh. And just kind of panicked. Mm-hmm. Like, and damn it, I'm awake again. I have to Aww. deal with this now. I would take long walks, mm-hmm. like for hours, because I, I could, mm-hmm. with the idea that exercise could help. Yes. It wasn't helping, but it probably wasn't hurting. Right. So my mother and her husband came to visit. I don't remember why. It might have been to do with the graduating or something. Or it could have been related to their business or any other number of things. It could have just been related to they visited because they could. Because that's what families do. Yes. That's still kind of weird to me. But anyway. So my mother, being the understanding person that she is. My God. I was severely depressed, like very, very, very depressed. Not not suicidal, but just could hardly do anything. And just, it, it's very, very painful mm-hmm. emotionally to be like that. Right. And my mother, in her infinite wisdom, says, why are you depressed? I have no answer <laughs> because I'm depressed and it's way too big of an explanation if I could make words out of it. Right. And it, really the answer is, well, if I knew that, maybe I wouldn't be depressed. You know. And she's like, oh. And like that, this that had was never it. occurred to her that if you knew what the problem was, you might know how to treat it. I, I think she knew from her saying it that way, she must have thought I knew what it was. I don't know why. It's a chemical imbalance in your brain. Probably your fault. You know? You know, speaking to her. You know, there is that. Yeah. Because (sighs) she she was depressed when she was younger, but she had a lot of trauma. And then she went to therapy, and that apparently helped. But she probably figured her depression had to do with that trauma. Right. And so would, would I know what my depression was about? And... I would say, considering the difference between how bad the depression could get then and how it does now, and, and it happens now, I didn't have any meds then, none. Right. So that that might have been good. Yes, you, you discovered the right meds in grad school. Yes. Meds were popular in grad school. <laughs> Especially in the mental health program. Yes, they were. Lots of us were very happy to find them. Psych majors were happy to find psych meds? Mm -hmm. You bet. Wow. (laughs) So a lot of how bad the depression gets does have to do with the meds. Okay. But a fair amount of it, I can tell the difference between before and after transition. Because you had meds for a couple decades before you transitioned. Probably about, mm, yeah, maybe about 15 years or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, 12 or 15. You, you can compare before and after with the meds, and it's still right. a noticeable difference. Right. Well, I can compare before and after with the meds because one time you tried to not have them when your insurance was being a bitch. I didn't have any. There were no meds to have. No, it wasn't nice. And I was ready to find another place to live. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It is bad. It's really bad. And it was like, like you said earlier, you just got grumpy. You get grumpy. Everything's fucking wrong as far as you can tell. So it makes you pissed. Right? Right? And I mean, I can understand that. I just, you know. You're just like wrong, wrong, and wrong everywhere you look. Yeah. And you can't fix any of it. Like, um, 
A friend of mine once said, though, you know, you can understand the reasons that a tornado happens, but you don't want to live in its path anyway. You know, at that point, I was ready to say, I'm sorry, this is your problem, but I can't let it be my problem. Yeah. But then you got your meds fixed. And now I stay ahead of the meds. I pick them up early. So I yes. always have extra because insurance companies are assholes and don't want you to have things that really everybody knows you need. Just take a survey. Right. Okay? <laughs> Just saying. You need them. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, I've seen a lot of guys online, though, who will say like, oh, well, I thought transition would solve all my problems, but it didn't. And I still have XYZ issues to deal with, or I still have this mental health diagnosis, or I still have these other problematic behaviors that I need to learn to cope with, or need to learn to adapt or yeah i i think i came into it with the reality that it was no way going to fix everything it was not an everything problem correct so it cannot fix all the things like you go to the doctor and you're sick and you say will i ever be able to play the violin and the doctor says did you play it before i don't know right <laughs> right so yeah, I, I, I think I came into it with a pretty good understanding of that. And I know that there are other sections of connectedness where there where, you know, as people transition then they find another thing they want to fix and another thing and uh I totally don't know what the hell I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't fix all those things for various reasons, I consider it every once in a while. And then I remember all the problems that go with like more surgeries and stuff like that. And I think, well, and would that, that really solve the problem? It would cause some other problem. And so those things become, you, you have that awareness of that. And I can kind of deal with that logically. Like that doesn't run me over like the overall body problem and clothes problem and interacting with people problem used to do. So yeah, there's going to be things about my body that I'm like, well, this is wrong, but is it wrong enough to, you know, what's the percent of wrong versus the wrong that will happen if we try to fix it? Cost benefit analyses are useful things. Yes. <laughs> whether Whatever the cost may be. Right. Time, health, etc. But, you know, you do end up in this completionist mentality about some of these things. And we were talking about this earlier with regards to these various household projects that you've been doing. Yeah. That you've been having a hard time not getting down on yourself about completing. Yes, because I said to you, well, I can't seem to get anything done. And you're like, what the, the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, the things are not done. None of them are done. And, and I'm can, like, okay, you've got the, get to the done point. The, the trellis in the back that had been blown over by the wind, you completely pulled it out of the ground. You re-cemented the posts. You completely rebuilt it. And now it just needs the little awning on it and some new paint. And you're telling me you haven't done anything? You put up all of the outdoor Christmas lights with the exception of the TARDIS because you don't go on the roof. But I could go on that part of the roof. You probably could go on that part of the roof. But anyway, and you're telling me that it's not good enough and it's not done. 
because you want to switch out some of the cords. Well, the the weather was making the lights go Yeah, we had a couple of indoor cords on the outdoor lights, and then when it rained, it shorted, but it just shorted out the circuit, so it... No, I remember I made you take all the indoor cords off, but then something else... Oh, oh, the old... We plug three things into one... The old plug splitter, yeah. Yeah, that that was old, and it it doesn't have a stake, and so it got all wet. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. And then the flamingos were tilted because of the wind, and... Yes, see, and the llama fell down. I know. See, when and I the when TARDIS I say is it, off kilter now, and see, the thing is, I put the TARDIS up there, and I knew that it was going to be secure, but it might not stay put if there was a windstorm, mm-hmm. which we have those in the West. But I see all this other stuff that you've done, but you're like, because it's not, you're, you're letting perfect be the enemy of good at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because... That makes me think of how last night when I was sitting on the couch thinking, and the next thing I need to do is this thing, and I have to get up to do that. And then I thought, well, instead of feeling bad about that for the next 20 minutes, why don't I just decide I'm getting up in 20 minutes and quit fooling myself with this now or three minute or five minute thing? (laughs) Tell myself in 20 minutes, it's inevitable. I will have to have gotten up because something else will have happened. Right. And and that reality of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, yes, tilted flamingos are not, like, such a big problem. But there's no getting things done. And I said to you, like, you're, you're completionist with games. Uh-huh. I'm completionist with projects. I wish I could be completionist with projects. It would be much more functional and much more um, productive than being completionist with games. It might be. <laughs> Except when I started getting pissed at myself for not finishing things. Right. <laughs> because you have to stop what you're doing because parenting. There's never not parenting, which is exactly why you knew that you would be getting up in 20 right. minutes, because we don't get to sit for more than 20 minutes. And, and let me tell you what, there's nothing more dissatisfying than parenting, as far as I can tell. <laughs> it's true. It's just never feels... Like, oh, that worked out good. I'm sure some of it did. I, I I try and point those things out when I notice them, but they are kind of hard to come by. They honestly are. And with our kids and our situation, that's just the way it is. But that doesn't make it any nicer. And it doesn't make it any easier to engage in the kind of self-care that would help alleviate some of those depression symptoms. Like being able to take some time to get some nature has always helped you. Being able to engage in physical activity often helps you. Yes, I've had little to none of those things, even with a long weekend. Right. And so forth. And and when it gets dark early, I can't just go back outside and finish doing whatever. It's dark now. Although I did stay out there a long time with my headlamp the other night. I thought that was great of you. It was warm enough for painting. It was. So I just kept going. I was proud of you. Thank you. Good work. The trellis looks very nice. Well, that's because it has four poles that are secured to the ground now instead of only one. Yeah. See, you did that. And you did how many dozens of steps to get there? Uh, At least a couple dozen. Yeah. Probably. So don't tell me you ain't done nothing. Don't tell me that you haven't accomplished anything. (laughs) He's making this face like he'll think about it. (laughs) Okay, well, that that's true. I accomplished some things that are still not done. For fuck's sake. 
<laughs> you're lucky you're cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do we have anything else to say about depression and transition and the intersection of mental health and gender dysphoria? That just made it too hard right there. <laughs> it set it up too difficult. So, prob- so. probably, but who knows what they are. So is that it for now? That is it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Sorry. That was a loud elbow scratch. <laughs> I knew it was going to be because my elbows are dry, but it that's it needed to I'm like, ah, I need to stop. Paperwork. I can't play the violin. Me either. <laughs> Not your thing, huh? No, I I was a drum and bugle corps baby. I my my first instruments were brass and percussion and I still struggle with woodwinds and strings, but I can scratch my way through a fifth grade lesson. There you go.